Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Happy birthday to Suze. Happy birthday to Suze. Happy birthday, please cut that. Happy birthday to Suze. Happy birthday, Susan. We love you. We love you. We're actually recording on your birthday, and you are the best podcast editor in the whole wide world, and you are real, and you... (laughs) Uh, your special day. So thank you for being with us for 21 seasons. Hell yeah. Whew. Wow. We love you. You're the best. This one's for you. This is this goes out to Suze. <laughs> this episode's for you. Nothing else. <laughs> None of the other hundred episodes we've done is for you. Just this one in particular. Don't get greedy. She's like, yes, I know they're not, you, they get done to me. She has to suffer through them, not. <laughs> yeah, you non-consenting have to listen every week as you edit. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is our 21st season. So it's the season that's of drinking age, which is great. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to us. I will note that I recognize not everybody drinks and not, that being said, we will not be toning down the theme because it will only last one season. <laughs> So we want to make sure that everyone feels safe and included, and we will also be um, making that joke a lot. We will be over-serving that joke (laughs) throughout the season. Yes. Because after this, it's just uh, renting a car, and that is less fun for a sex podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we don't have a lot of big milestones ahead of us. Like our dirty 30. I mean, we could make 22 our Taylor Swift season. That's true. Yeah, it's tough. Well, we have options. Yeah. After that, it's pretty bleak. You get dirty 30, (laughs) you get over the hill. We can all speak from experience as people in our 30s. (laughs) The themes don't help. It's kind of a downhill slide from here. Welcome to the My Knee Hurts uh, season. (laughs) What is this pain in my lower back and when did it start season? (laughs) Welcome to so many hangovers season. Oh, that one does work here. Welcome to the I have to take charcoal pill before I drink because I can't handle it the next day season. This season will only be doing reads about people who are getting pains in their lower back from sex to represent our own chiropractic issues. Uh, So before we sort of spill the beans on, spill the drink on what this season is all about, who wrote it, all that stuff, I think we have some housekeeping yeah, we've been, I mean, we got cobwebs in this house because it's been yeah. a minute since we've recorded. Yeah, I feel like we have to start with- Spiderwebs. Yeah, the, the spiderwebs have gathered because a lot has happened since then, primarily 
Danny had his whole wedding, right? <laughs> I personally was depriving you of this podcast because I don't think I could do another thing during the wedding. <laughs> Danny, give the listeners a rundown of some of the highlights from the wedding. Obviously, Lindsay and I are both there. And it was extravagant, and it was incredible, and it was beautiful, and it was magical, and it was a riot. Thank you. But talk through some of the, maybe the unexpected elements that you infused into your wedding that most other couples would never dream of. Also, if (laughs) people have not seen, go look on our Instagram because we posted some photos, so you can see that as well. Or Mm -hmm. Allie and I also put a bunch of photos and highlights and reels and yeah. stuff. So go get, feast your eyes. But Danny, please tell us in your own words. Well, thank you. Um, you know, we really, obviously we wanted it to be a fiasco, but we really wanted it to be mostly, you know, a day of love. And we really wanted to make sure that it felt like a gift to all the guests as much. I mean, it was mostly about us, but we also wanted everyone to feel the love <laughs> that we had for them. And it was our second wedding since we got to do a COVID wedding. And so like, you know, the first one was really about us and our love. And the second one we wanted to make um, about everyone. And so, I mean, I cried the whole day and I don't, I'm not really much of a crier. And so it was, it was just really so beautiful. That being said, the um, fun parts were we kicked off the celebration with, we had beverage bearers. This was Marco's idea, beverage bearers. So So our friends walked down the aisle with jello shots and they came out to its raining men. So it like really kicked off the vibe. Oh, so amazing. The soundtrack was phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. So they came down, they were like dancing. It was so much fun to watch that from a distance. Like, you know, I was like watching her own funeral. I was like, oh, they like this. So um, that was so much fun. <laughs> they like me. My aunt, who was my mom's best friend, was the officiant. And since we'd already done like the full like legal religious wedding, this one, she just made it so much fun and she could kind of take some liberties. And so, you know, she got to make fun of like all the traditions, but include everyone. Danny, really quick. I have to pause to say like, it was truly one of the best officiations I've ever, is that a word? Is that the word? <laughs> officiations. <Sure. laughs> I like it. I'm going to keep in, it. In a way it sounds right. And in a way it sounds very it wrong. Sounds right. And also very <laughs> wrong, but it was, she did a, an amazing job. I mean, it was beautiful and sentimental and it was hilarious. Like if she doesn't do that professionally, she's out of her mind because she was born to be on that stage. It was just beautiful. What does she do for a living? She does market research with kids. (gasps) Oh, no way. And it's just a fabulous writing. So she does a lot of writing with that. She does like trends reports, but (sighs) it's just full of love and, and so talented. Thank you. So good. Thank you. We fully trusted her, but we, I don't think we ever would have expected that. So it was just wonderful to like that everybody was laughing and having a good time. And then we we had an Easter egg hunt because it was Easter Saturday. So the wedding was in this <laughs> antique shop. So we had like golden Easter eggs hidden everywhere, which later became your ticket to join Marco's friends who he forced to do this in the chicken dance. So they came out like in chicken suits. <laughs> Which we know, so Allie knows one of the chicken suits. Allie and Lindsay both do. Our friend Steve, listener Steve, and he in the chicken suit. Allie, you tell it. Well, all of a sudden, the chicken was grinding on me, and I didn't know who was in the chicken suit. And I was, I'm a good sport, so I was kind of like dancing back. And then all of a sudden, Steve comes up to me later, and he's like sweating because he was in a heavy, fully clothed chicken suit for however long. And he's like, that was me. I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know. It could have been just, I thought you guys hired strangers to put on those costumes and just come out for a single dance. That's what I thought. So, you know. Very personal, very friendly chickens. 
It was, yeah, it was the friendliest of chickens. It was hilarious, though. So that was so much fun. We did for everybody's place card because we had a Polaroid theme throughout the like invitation set. Everybody's place card was was a Polaroid lookalike of a photo of them. So cool. And when Marco picked the first like 20 and he showed me, I was like, these are terrible pictures of our friends. And he was like, that's the point. So then <laughs> we just embarrassed the shit out of everybody with um, terrible photos. You guys must have gone so deep into the archives because the photo you had of Matt and I was probably from 2012. Or, and it was when we, I dressed like Russell Brand and he dressed like Katy Perry for Halloween. <laughs> They've been divorced for years, guys. Deep. Uh, it was so funny though. We we're dying. And the brooches. God, there's so many. I like keep thinking of all these moments. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was bring your own brooch because Marco always wears a brooch. So everybody like could have a brooch to talk about. Mm-hmm. We had drag queens pretend to be our ex-girlfriends who we knew we hired them. But we did everybody's name card was a big drag fan, which if you've never seen a drag fan, it's like two times the size of a normal hand fan. And so it was so much fun because when we came out after the ceremony, everybody was like clacking the fans instead of applauding. And it was like visual and fun. And oh, um, so cool. Everything, everything was perfect the entire day. And that never happens, or at least there wasn't nothing that we knew about. But it was just so much fun, so full of love. And I think we were feeling like, do we need a second wedding? And we're so fortunate that we were able to have a second wedding. We we're fortunate, you know, to have the means to have it from a safety standpoint. So anyway, we were just so we were riding that high, and I know we will for forever. And it was beautiful to share with you and to have you there. And just so it feels so good to be done. That was the other <laughs> thing. It was like I was like. <laughs> This is never ending. And so I'm really grateful to to hot potato that feeling over to, <laughs> to Lindsay Rush. As I text Danny. I'm like flaunting freedom in front of her. So I can't believe that you even offered to record something while you're planning because yours is in well, a couple weeks. Yes. Mine's on a little bit of a smaller scale guest count wise. And so there's a little less hoopla to deal with. But I text Danny the other day and I was like, how did you do it? And he was like, I barely didn't. Like, how did you survive? And he was like, no. And then you said, it gets worse. It gets worse closer to the date. And I'm like, exactly a month out. So I was like, oh, cool. So this, so the heat's dialing up. So encouraging. Marco and I had to, like, we have a handshake. So we would do that every time we, like, got a task done. However, we didn't finish a fucking task. Like, Every task was done at, like, 94%. So it'd be like, yeah. we did three name cards, like, secret handshake like no we don't deserve that we really did anything (laughs) also guys officiation is a word nice (laughs) i looked it up that doesn't mean what you think it means no it does perform a ceremony function or duty officiate a wedding why did it sound weird when i said it though is it sounds like appreciation yeah or like something I just have never heard you hear like they officiated or the officiant, but you're not like, yeah. And account of the officiation. <laughs> but as I said it, I didn't know why I was saying it that way. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that sentence in my life. <sighs> I feel like I'm going to do a, a really terrible segue to another important <laughs> event that took place today when we're recording. And that is that Taco Bell brought their Mexican pizza back. Big day. The real happiest day of Lindsay's life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a big deal to a lot of people, but I was never a Mexican pizza Taco Bell enthusiast, but it's like this cult classic to people. Danny, I feel like you had to have dabbled. I didn't know it went away. Apparently two years ago it went away. And then people wow. 
people went to change.org and <laughs> because we really care. Wasn't Doja, didn't Doja help make this happen? Doja Cat for the people? She made a song about it, but I think it had already announced that it was coming back. Mm. But I don't know, maybe. If anyone could do it, it's Doja. Welcome back, Mexican pizza. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. What's everyone's Taco Bell order? Oh. Like, okay, it's our 21st season. It's your 21st birthday. It's three in the morning and you're starving. Yeah. What do you order at Taco Bell? That's a great. Speaking of being 21, I saw in the grocery store, this is sort of a segue, that Mountain Dew, they make a hard Mountain Dew, like an alcohol Mountain Dew. Ugh. But I feel like we have, in Chicago and Nashville, we have um, Taco Bell cantinas where you can get liquor put in a Baja Blast for mm-hmm. example, I have not done that yet. Not partook. Baja Blasted. <laughs> Baja Blasted. My favorite is the, and it didn't come out until recently, but the Doritos Locos Taco. No one is surprised that that's my order. Mm. Mm. Danny? You know, it It all generally is the same. So whether I'm getting it double crunched or single crunched or yeah. soft or hard, like it all is good. So <laughs> I'll taste the same on the way down. I'll do a board, but I don't have an order. I just know I love it all. Mm. Taco Bell, it's like it's like sex, right? It's even if it's bad, it's still sort of good. It's mm-hmm. kind of great. Is there really anything that's that bad on the menu? Right. Mm-mm. It's all. It is all the same. It's all just like, and this one has three layers of this, and is topped with this. <laughs> just reordering ingredients. <laughs> Allie, what about you? Ooh, well, ideal order is two cheesy gordita crunches. It's excellent. Very excellent. Yeah. So that's <laughs> anything crunch. Yeah. I like my Taco Bell like I like my sushi. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a little crunch on it. Mm, make it count. Texture. And then I'd have to say like a Pepsi, because they do Pepsi, not Coke. Uh-huh. So yeah, a Pepsi from Taco Bell, man, just hits. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> just, just hits. Um, let's see. What else do we have on our little list, you guys? Oh, we were recently featured in another little roundup about best erotic and sex podcasts on Mashable, mm-hmm. which I had to find out the awkward way by my dad, who I don't think I've ever explicitly told him how explicit this podcast is, <laughs> must have had a <laughs> Google alert on my name and sent me a text that said, it's weird to say, saw this and thought of you, but you're in this. So he was like, ha, take it. Do you think he thought you had a history podcast? Like, what do you think? Are you told like short stories? I wonder what he thought this podcast consisted of. I think I, the most I ever told him was that it was just a Harry Potter. I was like, it's a comedy Harry Potter podcast. I just didn't feel the need to be like, where the characters bone. <laughs> like, what a turn though. Pussy's out of the bag now. <laughs> They're inside of each other. <laughs> I was going to say that this might be one of the few articles where they actually referred to us as a comedy podcast. Yes. We always get positioned as an erotic podcast and the eroticism feels like such a third tier element of this podcast that it's like we're always sandwiched in between all of these like really horny sex positive podcasts which are great obviously but it it always feels like and then you get to us and it's like sharp turn (laughs) like so none of us ever even share personal sex anecdotes like it is so Absolutely just the container with which this podcast exists, not so the void of sex in so many ways. <laughs> like the three least erotic people that are hosting this podcast. Truly. We're working on it. Yeah. We're trying. Well, in light of this being the 21st season, we thought we would each 
take the time to share a little story with you guys and share the story of our 21st birthday. You know, since we don't share sex anecdotes, but we will share personal, and I'm sure these will all uh, end up in the embarrassing category, uh, anecdotes of our 21st birthday. So does anyone want to go first? I'll go first because mine's lame. So can I get it out of the way? (laughs) Sure. Is this a wolf star? And mine's just medium. And then Allie's, I think, is epic. Okay, we'll end with a crescendo. Well, the increasing coolness. <laughs> I don't know if mine's going to end up cool, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I spent my 21st birthday at an internship in Cincinnati, which is not where I live. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have any friends. And so I went with a friend of a friend to get a drink. And before that, I went to a liquor store where I didn't get carded. <laughs> And I got like maybe a beer where I probably also did not get carded. And then I went to bed. So that's YOLO. It's a bleak 21st. As Cincinnati would want. (laughs) I'm sure I did something like with my friends, like at a later point. And maybe I blacked that out and was good. But my actual birthday on my 21st was highly transactional and minimally recognized. And that's okay. And that is okay. To start your 21st and say, I had an internship in Cincinnati is just the worst start to any It's story. basically like, say no more. We can fill in the blanks. <laughs> I was just butt-chugging Skyline Chili. Yeah. <laughs> Lens, top uh, that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just had a pretty basic, in our sorority, we made, um, everyone would make you a shot book. Did you guys do this? So I took 21 shots on my mm. 21st birthday. What? And Jesus. it's basically like this photo album. And we spent, it was like the biggest deal of like who's making so-and-so shop book and every page and you could have different themes. So like, I think my friends who made me one, it was like all their favorite things about me and then it would be pictures and whatever. And then you'd have a spot, you'd take the book out with you because people would buy you shots. They would sign their name and then you'd take a picture. And so you put that picture on that page as your night progressed, what you were like actually very Danny and Marco-esque. I it was love re- that. That's a fun idea. Yeah. A really fun tradition. And they would, si- no, they would put their name and you would sign it. So you'd watch how your signature got worse and worse as the night went on. And I mean, these would be like really weak ones, like slippery nipple and like stuff like that. But 21, and you'd see if you could make it. <sighs> but still, oh man. If you could make it to 21 shots. It was great. Without getting your stomach pumped? I think I did. I'll have to look. I still have the book. It was so sweet. I love that idea. Maybe just do it for somebody's like 12th birthday to be a little safer. Yeah. (laughs) 12 um, pieces of candy. (laughs) So yeah, it was cute. Do you remember anything that happened like along that journey for you? It had to be a journey and a half. It was a journey. No, but I I just remember like we bar hopped and it was, it's so funny because you were so used to seeing people carrying these huge scrapbooks around. And at the time, God, I'm old. I think- it had to have been a digital camera. Yeah. So you're like, you know what I mean? Like, you've got a lot of gear. No, I just remember that both my sisters had come. Well, Emma would have been a freshman in college. So Emma was not of drinking age, but used my old ID. And Meredith had come into town. And so, like, my sisters were with me, which was really fun. I just, no, I don't, I'm sure I browned out at, like, shot 11. Like, who can, who? Oh, oh, man. Yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm impressed that you, you said you made it through 21. <laughs> Holy fuck. I think so. Okay, Allie, bring us home. I don't think I... Do I know this story, Allie? Uh, probably not. Let's hear it. You know, I actually haven't thought about this in a really long time. And so I was chuckling when we were talking about this idea. So I guess I'll set the stage and say that <laughs> the age of 20 and 21, I was dating a pro bowler. So 
Um, the day started when he showed up at my house to give me my birthday gift. She liked the way he, he maneuvered fingers and holes. <laughs> I, I guess, let me veer for one second and say, no offense to anyone who likes bowling. It's one thing to do it as an activity once a year, but to have to sit in a bowling alley that at the time was filled with cigarette smoke with 50-year-old men and watch your young, adorable boyfriend bowl in tournaments every weekend. It was the most depressing stint of my life. However, <laughs> did they not call you Bowling Alley? Because they should have. <laughs> you know, I think they did, actually. They would have like, to. That was like... I think I was his dream girl because of my name. It was like, he's like, this is who I need to marry because, I mean, he still is like on the bowling circuit so hardcore. I actually, uh, maybe a couple months ago, I decided to look at his Facebook profile. I haven't looked at it in years. And I was laughing, sorry, tears streaming down my face (laughs) because every single photo in his profile is him holding a bowling ball. <laughs> like 30 photos of him oh. in a bowling ball. An emotional support bowling ball. It's wow. like he's loved them his whole life. So so he shows up at my mom's house and brings me my birthday gift and I open it and it is the last thing in the whole wide world you would ever want for your 21st birthday. It is an engraved bowling ball with my name on it. It is custom shoes and a Kate Spade bowling bag. And he presented it to me like he was proposing. Like he had just given me, like he bought me a, like a new Cadillac. And I- It's probably very expensive, all of that. That sounds like a- I mean, it, I think it was a really like big buy. But it's even worse. It was just even, even worse because it was like the last thing in the whole world I wanted was to be more ingratiated into this bowling cult. So my friends decided that night, my friends throw me a big party. So they, four of my girlfriends live together. And they had just like this great fun house we used to hang out at in college and they threw me a party. We're basically going to pregame before we went to the bar. And if anyone knew me at age 21, I was like just a Rolodex of phone numbers where I invited every single human I ever met my entire life and just mashed up 10,000 groups of people. If I knew you at 71, I would know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like... How many hundreds of people can I invite to this pregame and party? So we're pregaming at the house. I drink way too much. I'm browned out by the time we even decide to leave. We get to the bar, which is called the Emerald Ballroom. Um, All my Michigan folks, (laughs) they'll know what Emerald is. And it's like a huge club. And we get there and I'm like three sheets to the wind. And so, and everyone's pouring in and it's all the people I want to see. And I can't, I'm so just, it's like, could potentially be like the best night of my life, but I'm so fucked up. I have to leave my own party at like 11 o'clock. So everyone's been drinking and no one can, at the time there's no Ubers because this is, you know, a long time ago. So we call a cab and the cab shows up at Emerald and my boyfriend and I get in the cab and we go back home. And when I get back home, I realize I left my phone in the cab. Uh, And now keep in mind, it is very rare to call cabs at that time because totally. they're just not a thing, especially in Michigan where everyone drives. And so I'm like crying because I had to miss my birthday party and I'm kind of starting to sober up and I'm like, my mom's probably yelling at me because I lost my phone. I'm just a hot mess. I'm sure I'm barfing. I don't really remember, but you know, <laughs> knowing myself at that age, I'm sure it was a disaster. So all of a sudden, my boyfriend gets a phone call and it's all my friends that are still at Emerald Ballroom. They're like, hey, we have Allie's phone. My friend from elementary school happened to be the next person that caught the cab. 
and got in the cab, found a phone, opened the phone, saw all names he recognized from elementary school and traced it back to me. So I ended up getting my phone back the next day, That's, which is just what a birthday miracle. That 21st is. birthday miracle. Wow. So, you know, it was a lot of highs and lows. And then the next night I was supposed to have this really fun 21st birthday party where my mom rented a limo and invited all my friends, but I was so hungover that I, I couldn't drink. I couldn't enjoy it. I just kind of slumped in the corner of the limo. And we went to this place called Boogie Fever, which was like a really fun disco club. And I just like begrudgingly enjoyed my <laughs> my big party because I, I felt like crap. So, um, you know, <laughs> that's the tale. Maybe you should have gone bowling, Allie. Maybe you should have gone bowling. I, with your I probably new- did. I probably got dragged to the bowling alley <laughs> that Sunday. So yeah, that was the tale of my 21st birthday. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. So many. What a roller coaster. Yeah, but that was it. And uh, the biggest takeaway is, you know, up until a few years ago, I still had an engraved bowling (laughs) bowling ball as a commemorative moment in my life. But now someone else has Allie. Wow. Did you own that while you were married to Matt? And was he threatened? Like, why are you keeping, why are you holding on to this ex-gift? He was very insecure about it. He's like, you know, every time you bowl, I worry that, will you leave me for him? You're going to look down at this ball and think, (laughs) I love this man. This could have been my life. This is seven (laughs) pounds of love. As you stick your fingers in the hole, you go, oh, I miss him. (laughs) I miss him. I remember how that felt. I picture myself holding his hand. (laughs) Ah. Oh, yeah, but I no longer have that beautiful gift. I kind of regret it now, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, so that was my 21st. Guys. I love it. Well, and what we're going to do, maybe this is a nice opportunity to maybe start talking about the story. Because I know Danny has some stuff cooked up, but I feel like next episode, next week, we're going to talk about what we imagine these characters did on their, how they would have celebrated their 21st birthday. And should we mention, what are we going to say about the season? I mean, I think I don't think we should really spoil much no. other than this is a multiversal crossover event. It's the first one we've ever done. Woo! And as far as we know, there are a million fandoms and characters that are about to show up. So we have no idea where it's going to go, how it's going to unfold, who necessarily is in it. But we know that it's going to pack in a lot of characters that we have seen and that we've never had a chance to read about before. So it's like orgy-esque. I'm not saying an orgy is going to happen, but yes. plot-wise, it- fandom orgy. This is perfect because just like a cocktail, this is like a shaker full of different ingredients and characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a Lindsay shot book. It's like your shot book of stories. <laughs> Thank you. It is. It is. It's perfect. Happy 21st shot book, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll be celebrating this by this cocktail- C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E, with a celebratory cocktail at the end of each episode. No, after the episode, because there's no possible way we could do that. We're not bartenders. We're comedians. Um, (laughs) We'll post (laughs) on our page a cocktail to enjoy this episode with. Yes. So if you don't follow us, follow all of our channels. Yes. Yes, perfect. And we'll also be doing, the Music League is making its big return. So pour a drink. Put on a record. Enjoy. Don't also put on a record. That's too much to do at the same time. But we'll, um, <laughs> if you missed it last season, there's a super fun collaborative way that we can make playlists about each episode. So follow us on the channels. We'll give you all that detail. It was really fun. And I think the only little caveat we have is that this 
season, we're not going to be recording exactly week by week. We're going to do some pre-records because my wedding falls right in between. So some, if you don't hear us announce the Music League, it's not because it's not happening, but we will be posting about it on socials because I thought that was really fun. And we need, someone needs to beat Allie. Allie, you won last time, right? Yeah, the current reigning champion. The Music League champion, not the bowling champion, even though she had her (laughs) shot. (laughs) Anymore. Although I was there when he won his 300 ring. So I witnessed the greatest championship of all time. Amazing. But incredible. Yeah. If anyone wants to dethrone me, I challenge you to. Yeah. Game on. Yeah. You know, I'm okay. I'm okay. If we have a new winner this season. (sighs) Good luck, everybody. I won't come after you. (sighs) And so, you know, it's been 30 minutes of chatter. So those who love it, love it. Those who don't have already fast forwarded. But we're going to kick (laughs) us into the story. Danny has prepared... A performance. Yes. So um, it was a little late, so I didn't want to spring anything on you two. So I thought I would gift you um, a song. So are you ready? Cannot wait. A 21st birthday present? Of course. Yes. Okay, I'm hoping that the sound works. I'm going to be doing this hi-fi, which is from my phone karaoke into this microphone. What could go wrong? (laughs) Hold on. Let me make sure I have all the lyrics. Okay. So excited. Okay, you ready? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. If you're not wet, ladies and gentlemen, ha ha. Get ready to get horned up. Season 21, ha ha. Allie and Cheryl, you know what is giggles. Where are you at? Let's go. Hey, all the fanny pack, where are you? Let's go. <laughs> hey. Hey, one's up. Yeah. Oh. Are you guys ready for season 21? When I open AO3, you have my consent. T- make me weak. Give 69%. It's a crossover fic with equal nibs. We came for hard cocks and juicy lips. One shot, 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 Fanny pack. One shot, 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 shot. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Everybody! <laughs> oh, my Yeah! Oh, my word. Wow. Did you guys get the one shot, 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 shot? Oh, got shot, it. Shot. <laughs> oh, what? oh, that was extraordinary. You Thank really you. listen. Wow. You wow. have you have come so far since climb every mountain. <laughs> this is a different. That wow. was you. That we're at the mountaintop now. That was apex. I'll be adding that to um, a CD that I'm coming out with later this year, which is songs that have minimal lyrics. Uh, the second track is Wolf Star, Wolf Star, Wolf Star. I was laughing so hard because I did not even know what song you were singing until you said shots. Oh, I knew when when I gave into the club, but the the first part, the prelude, yeah, the first half, and you were just going, yeah. I didn't know what it was. It wasn't clear. I thought it was. I thought you were just making up a song. I didn't sound exactly like Lil John. Oh no! I mean, mean, it it was. You nailed it. It was the like growly. It was great. It was perfect. It was so good. Thank you. I had the one shot, 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 shot idea, um, and then I had to very quickly learn the rest. So anyway, that was my gift to you, O. 
that's my wedding gift to you, Lindsay. My love note to you, Allie. And oh, honored. It's perfect. Uh, punishment to everyone else. It does make me feel like we're going to have to call this like, we're going to have to do like taking cum shots or money shots. Like mm-hmm. shots and shots is going to be mm-hmm. a theme. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Like we said, we're getting into it. We're doubling down. Oh my gosh. Oof. Okay. So I think the only thing left to do is thank our author, Barbara who wrote this for this show, right? Yeah, they wrote it specifically for us. And when they reached out, they were so excited to present this concept to us because we had never done a crossover before. And so we got a little taste of a couple characters that are in it, but we don't have any clue how this story is going to unfold. So I'm just thrilled to have a a multiversal story and how perfect with this Doctor Strange multiversal movie that just oh, came yeah. out and everything everywhere all at once. It feels like this is the perfect time to release this type of story. It's so good. I'm so excited. I don't even know anything else. Like I don't even know all the characters that we don't know all the fandoms that are present, right? We're going to discover? No. I love a fanny pack original because we can trust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We can trust the trysts. <laughs> Trist trust. Trist tree. And ADL, Allie's going to read. Barbara, again, thank you. This is Thank you. Called Multiversal Mania. And I'm so excited. All right, let's do it. A young woman with frizzy brown hair stared longingly out the window. The weather was perfect and it seemed as if everyone had decided to take advantage of it and come walk around town. The warmth of the sun shining through the window felt amazing. This was the first sunshine they'd had in months. Her eyes glazed over, enjoying the feeling, and she began to daydream, smiling as her mind's eye brought forth one of her most treasured memories. The feel of the sun on her skin, his arms wrapped around her once more as they flew through the sky on his broomstick. Okay. okay. Well, we know we're in the Harry Potter universe. Well, this has got to be Hermione. <laughs> or is it Darren from Bewitched? <laughs> Most likely. You're right. Got it. Are we getting... We don't know. We don't know. Is it Tabitha? Is it Tabitha and Darren? (laughs) Tabitha might be the mom, but that would be fun. You're right. I think Tabitha is, yeah. Mm. So vivid was her fantasy that she could almost feel him, could almost smell the grass in the fields they so often flew over. It had been more than three years since she'd last seen him, but she could recall every detail, every touch. The bell on the door jolted her out of her daydream, and Hermione rushed over to greet her customers of the day. There we go. In the midst of ringing out a sale, a delivery owl dropped a small stack of boxes behind the counter, which were quickly forgotten. As the sun began to sink low and the customers all went home, Hermione finally got a chance to examine the boxes and their contents. The first two were special orders that she'd been waiting for, but the third was a surprise. It was a smaller box, only slightly larger than an envelope, and was wrapped in a shiny black paper with a silver ribbon. Tucked into the ribbon was a small card with Hermione written in stunning calligraphy. Her breath caught in her throat. There's no way. She tore away the paper and lifted the lid of the box in a bit of a daze. Inside, on a pillow of white tissue paper, laid a thin strip of black cloth. (laughs) The black cloth. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm already obsessed. This is exactly where I want to be. We're in. We are diving face first into this. Oh, I love this. The nostalgia is just so palpable right now. Now, what I love is the elegant packaging of something that is so bodily fluidly soaked. (laughs) Stiff as a board. That has got to be so crispy. (laughs) 
just crunch. You guys, what season is Black Cloth from? I can't remember if it's, I think it started in two and then picked up in four. And then has made its way. But I mean like the original Black Cloth was season two. I think it was season two. In case people are listening and they don't know the background. Yeah. You can go listen to season two, the first emergence. The Black Cloth is like the Forrest Gump of history of this podcast. Like somewhere or another, (laughs) it always shows up in a story turning people on. It really does. It's perfect. And honestly, season two is still one of the best seasons of all time. So go back and treat yourself and just listen to it for the hell of it. If you're watching Moon Knight, Cleopatra wore it. And then since then, it has managed (laughs) to make its way through history. To season 21. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Hermione audibly gasped at the onslaught of memories brought on by the sight of the cloth. (laughs) We feel the same exact way. She sat for a moment trying to collect herself while her mind raced ahead. This meant that he was back, properly back. Three years ago, Draco Malfoy had disappeared without a word to anyone, just gone without a trace. But now he was back and she was damn sure she was going to get some answers. Okay. Black cloth in hand. She should be wearing gloves, to be quite honest. This is dangerous. Black cloth in hand, Hermione apparated to the doorstep of Malfoy Manor. There, waiting to greet her, door open, drink in hand, one and the other offered out to her, stood Draco. A small smile graced his lips, and he looked a bit unsure as she stood there staring, mouth agape. She stood there staring for what felt like an eternity, her brain trying to catch up and reboot all at once. Nothing could have prepared her for seeing him once again after all these years. Did you not want to drink? He asked. I figure you might want to sip one while we catch up. Season 21, one, 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 one. <laughs> Read it in the book. <laughs> now just sign here. Let me take a picture. Now you're <laughs> proof. <Okay>. First one. <laughs> if you'd rather have something else, I'm sure I can. Draco's words were cut off as Hermione threw her arms around him, squeezing him fiercely. For a moment, he stood in her arms, taken by surprise and awkwardly holding the drinks, unable to return the embrace. Within a span of a heartbeat, though, he dropped both drinks, glass shattering. As he wrapped his arms around her, he held her close and relished the feel of her body against his. It had been so terribly long, and he missed her so much. Lost in each other's embrace, the world seemed to melt away. Before she knew it, his lips were on hers, and their hands began roaming each other's bodies. Oh, wow, we're doing it. Okay. We never get this this early. It's just like Danny's 21st birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like the start of it. Quick. (laughs) And his internship in Cincinnati. (laughs) He dropped the Skyline Chili on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Before she knew it, his lips were on hers and their hands began roaming each other's bodies. Her breath hitched in her throat as his hand made its way up her thigh and under her skirt. She deepened the kiss, pressing herself to him as much as humanly possible. She could feel his hardness pressed against hers as he cupped her bare ass. Suddenly he backed away, spinning her around and pulling her back to him. He pressed his lips to her neck, trailing kisses as his hand once more found its way under her skirt, the other arm holding her tight around the waist, holding her in place. She moaned when he finally touched her. He began rubbing circles over her clit. Holy guys, this is this is this is right away. Is this this guy's got the finger dexterity of a bowler? <laughs> Mike? <laughs> they are skipping the uh, the warm-up. Yeah. No 30 minutes of discussion first. Wow. No catching up. Sheesh. <sighs> Did they even talk about the Mexican pizza or right to the clit? Yeah. <laughs> Do they know it's back? 
No, they clearly don't know it's back. If they knew it was back, it would never have escalated this quickly. <laughs> he would have handed her a Mexican pizza on the way in. This is an AU for sure. I can get you something else like a cheesy gordita or perhaps Hermione throws herself around. <laughs> the Mountain Dew Baja Finger Blast. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. It's a good episode title. <laughs> <laughs> she moaned when he finally touched her. He began rubbing circles over her clit through her underwear, and she began grinding her ass against his cock, feeling it stiffen even more. As her moans grew louder and she became more frenzied, she managed to gasp out, upstairs, now. He spun her around, kissing her once more. Anything for you, he said, as he pulled back from the kiss. At the clearing of a throat, they both visibly jumped and Hermione flushed red with embarrassment. They were so caught up in each other, they hadn't noticed her walking up the drive. <laughs> Pansy Parkinson stood at the bottom of the steps, hands on her hips. <laughs> Danny! Danny, this is your time. Can I do that? It's going to be really hard to go from the Lil John to the Pansy. They're like both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Danny, this is you. So, it, so it's true then. She said. Dusting off an old friend. Oh, yeah. You should have some hot tea to warm up those vocal cords. Oh. Really fast at work. I, every once in a while, will make a self-deprecating joke of like, oh, let me read this to you in my nasal Midwestern. <laughs> and apparently I made it the joke so many times with this one person who heard me that he reached out to be like, hey, I just want to make sure like you're okay. <gasps> like your voice is beautiful no matter what. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. So like I gotta I gotta like buckle that joke up for like at least a minute. <laughs> he did a wellness check. <laughs> you need to broaden the Rolodex of jokes. Listen, there's tons we can make fun of you about. If you want a list, well, <laughs> yeah, that is not your worst quality. Your your lack of timeliness is a great one to toss out there. <laughs> hey hey, get back. We're reading. Easy on the roasting. Yeah. The fact that you had to preface your song with saying, I didn't want to dump this on Allie and Lindsay Lessman. <laughs> <laughs> Taking six years, six years to learn the lesson. <laughs> okay, here we go, Danny. You're back. So it's true then. She said. All of it. You've actually come back and you two really are a thing. <laughs> We'd all heard the rumors before you vanished, but none of us thought you'd actually stoop that low. I mean, really, Draco, her, out of all the gorgeous pure-blood witches you could have picked from, you picked a mudblood, and a Gryffindor mudblood at that. Pansy scrunched up her face in disgust. Pansy, Draco said, last time I checked, you'd slept with everyone in our sixth year that would have you, in addition to several Ravenclaws, and participated in no less than five orgies that same year. You and Cho tag-teamed almost the entire castle. You're hardly one to throw stones or judge anyone on their sexual preferences. And you can't honestly tell me your numbers haven't dramatically increased since then. I wouldn't have believed that that would have happened in high school. But now that I've seen Euphoria and I started watching Elite on Netflix, I'm like, oh, this must be from Hogwarts to Spain. Everybody's banging like this. I feel like an outlier now. You guys, I feel like we need to decide what every house drinks. And Ravenclaws obviously drink White Claws have to. I just saw claws and I was like, oh, Raven claws drink white claws. So we'll, as we think of it. Yes. That's great. I think Hufflepuff just smokes. I don't think they even drink. They just puff. Hufflepuff puff pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I like Draco slut shaming, but it seems very on brand. Yeah. I mean, I think he's just trying to get back at her, but yeah. She took a dig. I don't even know if he's slut shaming. He's just stating the facts. He's, He's not saying it and it's bad. He's going... 
You're right. You had you're all right, this right. stuff. That's great. Like, don't throw stones. Yeah, you can't talk. Yeah. Yeah, you've been banging Ravenclaw yeah. like banging Gryffindor. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Pansy's face darkened as she glowered at him, about to speak, and Draco cut her off. And if you say one more thing, offensive or rude to or about Hermione, you can go ahead and leave. I invited her here. She's my guest and you will treat her with respect, he said, reaching over and taking Hermione's hand in his. Pansy's face contorted with the effort it took to control her tongue. Fine. She forced out. But you have a lot of explaining to do. (laughs) Everyone has been worried sick about you. We all thought you'd been killed. With one final glare, Pansy pushed past them and walked into the house, presumably to find Narcissa. Draco looked at Hermione apologetically. Sorry about her. She's always been a right bint. Yeah, I remember. We did all go to school together for nearly a decade. I do actually agree with her on one thing, though, Hermione said. We need answers. Although Hermione despised every single molecule of Pansy's being, she agreed with her. He tore out a piece of her when he disappeared, and she needed to know why. After everything that had happened during the war, when it was all said and done, she'd forgiven him. His father and Voldemort were gone. Oh, you should not be (laughs) No more war. There were no more sides, no more obstacles. And after their amazing six years sneaking around Hogwarts together and fucking as much as they could in as many places as they could, she genuinely thought they'd get back in touch and maybe try to be together for real. She had tried to convince herself over the years that it hadn't meant anything and that it was just a fling, but no matter how hard she tried, Draco never left her mind and she never fell in love with anyone else. Ooh, ooh, that's a Ron Byrne. Sorry, Ron. You're out of the picture in this one. No. (laughs) More for Lindsay. Got a Ron Byrne. Have we said so Ron it's wrong? Have we made that joke? So Ron it's Ron or so right it's Ron? (laughs) Either one. So So Ron it's right. That's what he would be. So wrong, it's right. Mm. Wait, what's the what's the yeah. original expression? So wrong, it's right. So wrong, it's right. Yeah, right. That makes more sense. Solve that. Check. There we go. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. We solved <laughs> fun. <laughs> Next is world hunger. Draco had worked his way into her heart and stayed there. There was never enough room for anyone else, and she knew that Draco felt just as strongly about her. She didn't know why she felt so certain about it, but it was the strongest gut feeling she'd ever experienced. And she was, hopefully, about to have that feeling finally confirmed. Draco nodded, mouth in a tight line, looking nervous. All right, that's fair, he said, opening the door and gesturing them inside. Have a seat in the sitting room. I'll get mom and Pansy, and I'll tell you everything. They all settled into the sitting room, Pansy and Narcissa on one couch, and Draco and Hermione on the one across from them. Slughorn underneath both of them. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, he's like, oh, thank God they're all back, oh. Thank God. Rock hard seat cushions waiting for them. Sit on my face. (laughs) Sit on my face. Come on. (laughs) Hermione ignored the glare coming from Pansy as Draco laid his hand on her thigh. I just want to start off by saying I'm sorry to all of you. It was an accident and I truly didn't realize how long I'd been gone. Time is a very fickle thing, it turns out. Ooh, we got a deet dude. We got a oh, Brinks, uh, back up the Brinks truck. Oh yeah, the Stinkus. <laughs> Brinkus, right? Yeah. We got a flashback, so. Beep. What do we, what's the noise for that? It's just that. I think it's like a truck backing up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Perfect. It had been a long day and Draco needed a drink. Nearly two months had passed since the end of the war and he still hadn't worked up the courage to reach out to Hermione. He missed her so much it hurt and there was no way she felt the same way. 
He had been a Death Eater after all. No matter how amazing the time they had spent together, their sixth year at Hogwarts was. Surely it didn't forgive or overshadow the part that he himself had played in the war. She must hate him. She had to hate him. It was his fault, his own doing, that had allowed some of the most dangerous witches and wizards to enter undetected into Hogwarts and essentially take it over. She'd never be able to forgive that. She was too good. Draco down his fifth shot of fire whiskey. Took a picture. Lindsay. Page five of his shot book. <laughs> uh, he's doing it. Fifth page of the shot book. Hands a little shaky. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Signature's not looking so clean anymore. <laughs> and looked around the bar. It was a shabby little pub on the outskirts of NYC. And while it wasn't much to look at, the drinks were good and it was far enough removed that he didn't have to worry about potentially seeing anyone from his his old life. As he scanned the remaining patrons, one man in particular stuck out. He was extremely attractive, tall and lean, brown hair styled nicely, with a little salt and pepper dusting the sides, which were cut short. He was talking animatedly with a very agitated-looking man of Asian descent, his grayish-blue eyes alight with humor and maybe a bit of mischief. He watched the other man clearly fed up as he got up and left. The gorgeous man laughed quietly to himself as he went back to his drink. This man looked like the perfect distraction, just what the doctor ordered. Draco got up and clumsily made his way over and took the seat next to the man, ordering another drink from the bartender. Your friend didn't seem too happy when he left just now, Draco said aloud. The man looked up. Who, Wong? The man asked. Oh, nah, he's fine. That's just Wong. He's a very particular person and it's fun to press his buttons. I see, said Draco. So you're a button pusher, huh? Your friends must love you, he chuckled. Eh, I've had the odd complaint here and there, but overall I'd say they're all pretty fond of me, or rather they tolerate me well enough, the stranger responded with a smirk. Draco smiled and stuck his hand out. I'm Draco, he said, introducing himself. The stranger smiled back and returned the handshake. Stephen, said the stranger. Dr. Stephen Strange. Ooh. Ooh. First crossover. Cute. Have we made the joke? So Wong is right. <laughs> she saved it. Oh. So versatile. I love that. I love that setup. It's perfect. Just what the doctor ordered. Uh. Just what the doctor ordered is a good episode title. That's a good mm-hmm. one, too. So Draco is about to hit on Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Oh, my gosh. That's oh great. gosh. Wow. He likes some brilliant. We know that. He's really into brains. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's like, if you're not in Mensa, get out of my face. Chaos. He <laughs> likes people who, who have time turners. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a type, for uh-huh. sure. Draco's smile grew wider. The alcohol in his system, stripping away his inhibitions, right along with his filter. A doctor, huh? What a coincidence. I'm long overdue for a checkup. Oh, oh, Draco's feeling loose. Draco's feeling loose. Turn your head and cough. Am I right, Draco? (laughs) 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 Stephen snorted into his drink laughing. Looking Draco up and down, his eyes, once alight with mirth, began to darken with something else entirely. And Stephen responded, well, my specialty is neurosurgery, but I'd be more than happy to help you out with that. Your place or mine? Stick my dick up your nose and tickle your brain. <laughs> you guys, isn't isn't brain also a synonym for giving head? Like, yeah. So yeah. that works with neuro. <laughs> giving brain. <laughs> also, they're both magicians. Like, they both know magic. Wow. This is kind of a hot combo. Yeah, I get it. I love this. They're both magicians. One's a doctor. One's a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> One works magic behind the camera. <laughs> The alley behind the bar was nearly... I hope it was a bowling alley behind the bar. <laughs> I hope it was you. 
to the me behind the bar. Hey, guys, can I have in on that? Come back here. <laughs> I haven't been for my yearly checkup either. <laughs> hey, guys, does anyone see my phone? <laughs> the alley behind the bar was nearly pitch black, with only the crescent moon lighting their way. Stephen motioned for Draco to move behind him, and with one arm outstretched and the other donned with a weird-looking ring-brass-knuckles-looking thing, rotating in a circular pattern, opened a portal that looked to lead directly into a house. Draco could hardly believe his eyes. He'd never seen or even heard of a magic comparable to this. Mm. He was a bit awestruck. He shook himself as Stephen swiftly walked through and looked at him expectantly. Without another thought on the matter, Draco stepped through and the portal closed behind him. Draco stood for a moment, dazed and a little lightheaded, as he adjusted. When his eyes came back into focus, he realized Stephen was standing right in front of him, staring down at him, lust apparent in his gaze. He opened his mouth to speak and was swiftly cut off as Stephen captured his lips with his own, arms wrapping around his body and pulling him close. Draco returned the kiss in kind, losing himself in the feel of the taller man's arms around him. He pressed harder into him as Stephen cupped his ass. He needed him now. Clothes started to fly off, and the red cloak Stephen had been wearing, moving seemingly of its own accord, drifted down to settle neatly on one of the nearby sofas. Oh my God, the whole Slughorn family's here. (laughs) Plughorn family. His hands roamed Stephen's body freely, tracing the definition of his muscles and reaching up to run his fingers through his hair. Draco had never been with a man this tall, and he loved how it felt to have to reach up. It made him feel small and a bit delicate, and right now he was. He needed to be held, he needed to feel safe, and he needed someone else in control, and to be fucked long and hard by this Adonis of a man. Ooh, what a sentence. (laughs) Stephen groaned into Draco's mouth and pressed their hips together, each feeling the other's erection bulging against their clothes. Stephen broke the kiss and grabbed Draco by the hair, pushing him down to his knees. Draco obeyed and gazed up at the length of his body into Stephen's eyes as the man undid his pants, and his member sprang free of its restraints. Draco immediately took him into his mouth, holding him by the base, swirling his tongue around the tip, and then began to bob his head up and down. Although he was a bit out of practice, it didn't take long for Draco to fall into a rhythm and become the master of his gag reflex once again. Relaxing his throat and feeling Stephen's full length stretch, his esophagus to its limits, sent Draco into a frenzy. He couldn't get enough. Another portal he's opening. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what the kids are calling it these days? The digestive verse. (laughs) He couldn't get enough. His motions got quicker and more erratic. Stephen grabbed him by the hair again, holding him in place, and he began to fuck his throat. Draco's eyes began to tear a little, but it only added to how turned down he was. Stephen pulled back suddenly, moaning loudly. I'm not ready to finish yet, he growled. Not until I've gotten inside that sweet little ass of yours. The end oh. of the first episode. The rear end. Yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. This is incredible. Wow. When I cut this story up, I don't think I remember it being in the middle of a hookup. Guys, so, apologies. Barbara. <laughs> We've never had that much sex that fast. In episode no. one, really. not Maybe not never, but it's rare. Very rare. I mean, God, we get a crossover. It feels like a lot, but he only, he touched the clit and then... Uh, yeah. Sent a dong into the multiverse. Wow. The Malfoyverse. If this was a Wango season, we would have had so many squares covered already. Oh, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Mm. But it's not. It's mm. Music League. Plug. No. <laughs> Plug horn. <laughs> Guys, for our little song, should we do shots up or down or portals up or down? Like, what should be our... Ooh. Maybe we don't know drinks? yet. Drinks? Drinks up or down? Drinks up or down. Let's do drinks. Great. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yep. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your 
Drink up or down. I mean, drinks up. No, there's no other option. Drinks up. The drink book is five pages filled. Golly. I like to imagine I'm drinking a fire whiskey right alongside them and I'm feeling hot and ready. Wow. God, what a fun start to a story. I'm I'm actually really intrigued in how this story is going to go. I love that this is multiversal and we're already, we're one episode in and we've already met a character from another universe. This is incredible. Yeah. The plot's as thick as Doctor Strange's dick. And it feels like... (laughs) I am so excited to see these... Like, I don't really know anything... Unsurprising to anyone, I don't know anything about (laughs) Doctor Strange. But to see Draco meet someone else that has powers and that he's sort of like a lost track of time and that's because he's on this other mystery in the past. Or like, I'm so excited. I just love it. My drink is way up. Love. Oh, hell yeah. A perfect 300 for me. <laughs> this gordita is crunched. The <laughs> So, guys, the intro was as chaotic as this first episode, and I love all of it to the moon and back. Oh, in all the best ways. <laughs> I love combining magic. I love the idea that there's the Marvel magic and the Hogwarts magic combined. Guys, we could also call it Baja Blast from the past if we didn't want to do Baja Finger <laughs> Finger Baja Blast from the past. Finger Baja Blast from the past. (laughs) I would love a crossover story in real life. I'm so sad that these don't exist. Oh, but what a thrill that we get to read them on the pod. So good. So good. Okay, wait, guys. um, I just had a little deja vu, which was, do you know Heartthrob Anderson, Rob Anderson on TikTok or Instagram? Yeah, yeah. He's a funny comedian. I had a dream that I was like talking to him and he was talking about some characters. And like in my dream, I was like, well, if you want those two to have sex, you're not going to see it in a movie. Have you ever read fan fiction? And like, (laughs) as I said that, he started to say something else to somebody else. So then I had to go to him. Oh, well, if you like those two characters, have you ever read fan fiction? I have a podcast. So I had to like double, I had to like, I was socially awkward in my own dream trying to sell him. It's like your accent joke. (laughs) Yeah. I got all the way through. I was like, oh, I've got a podcast. I'll send it to you. And he was like, cool, as he walked away. So I got like blown off in my dream by a influencer. (laughs) Danny, did he, he probably heard you the first time and he just pivoted to talk to someone else to try to spare you from having to share the story. He's a beautiful gay man, and I can only assume, I assume he's bitchy because of that. I'm sure he's very nice, but anyway, if you're listening. Is he the guy that's local to Chicago? Is that who I'm thinking of? No, you're thinking of Rod. Yes, that's who I'm thinking that's of. That's who I was okay. thinking of, too. But Rod is local to Chicago. I don't know the other guy, I don't think. Rob what? I'll send it to you. He does a bit on Instagram called Gay Science, and it's like, why will bottoms <laughs> survive the apocalypse? And it's because they're like always prepared. <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait for this playlist. Yeah, great reminder, great plug horn. We'll post all the rules again, like we said. If there is a song, whatever <laughs> song this episode sparked for you, wow. let us know. It'll, I can't wait. Oh and uh, we're excited to be back. It feels so good to be oh, back. Oh, this, is so, this story is so great. Thank you again to Barbara, the author. I'm so excited to see where this goes. Happy to be back, and we will we'll post a cocktail. If you're listening to this, we'll go to socials, post a cocktail, post a song to the playlist, and those are your only tasks. Yeah, we'll see you next week then. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. 
For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 